0: you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network hey thanks for staying with us here on real presence live before we head into our next segment with the bishop i want to invite you to bishop to visit our website realpresenceradio.com for even more great content There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you miss one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention and more. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. And if Brendan and I have done a great job today with the show, go ahead and share the link to this podcast so that everyone else can enjoy our wonderful hosting abilities right now. Right, Brendan? That's
1: right. We were just talking about how the Holy Spirit is helping us out through this whole thing.
0: Oh, I'm sure we have a host of angels helping as well, (laughs) just to be honest. Well, we have a very important special guest. So we are welcoming to our Real Presence Live show today, Bishop Peter Muich. And this is the first time I've gotten to introduce him as Bishop Peter. As before, it's always been Bishop Elect, because that's... We've had him on a couple of times, so welcome, Bishop Peter Muich to Real Presence Live.
2: Hey, thank you, thank you, and greetings to everyone listening this morning. We've crossed the um, broadcast area, you know, I see even back in Duluth, someone might be listening. So,
0: Yeah, which is great. Well, I have to just thank you for taking time out of your first Monday on the job. Um, I can't imagine. <laughs> thank you. I can't imagine what this Monday... Will be like for you. I'm sure they will break you in gently because you know that that's. If I was having to do a new job on a Monday, I would hope they would break me in gently. But
2: (laughs) well, with COVID, you know, things are still a little you know quieter than usual, and then I usually take Mondays off, so I'm I'm actually in my house right now.
0: Oh well, then this isn't. I guess that works. I mean, you're not really at work yet, so maybe no, we should have in, we should have interviewed you tomorrow, the first day on the
2: job. <laughs> That's so, okay.
0: So, how are you doing today? I mean, we've made it through the weekend. You have been a bishop now for a few days. How are you doing today?
2: You know, I'm 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 very much at peace. It's kind of an exciting new adventure. and And, um, yeah, I'm just really happy to be here after all of the anticipation and waiting and moving and all of that. Well,
1: one one thing that I uh, heard as soon as you were coming to the uh, diocese here, Bishop, was um, something that you and I have in common, uh, and that is that I'm also a Tommy. I graduated from the University of St. Thomas, so... Ah, we're going to get
2: along just fine then. Oh, I
1: know. know. (laughs) Father Mark, too, you know, he and I worked together, and of course, as soon as I knew, that was God putting us together, two Tommies working together, and then when we found out you were becoming bishop, we said, oh, we got the trifecta. We're doing well. This is going to be great. (laughs) Super excited.
2: Well, yes, I'm excited to be here, too. You know, and uh, it's nice to have somebody with similar backgrounds, or at least something in common. That's right.
1: That's right. Well, um, Your Excellency, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, and then uh, beyond that, you know, tell us about the ordination and how that went. But let's let's first talk a little bit about you.
2: Sure. No, I think um, people have seen my biography a little bit, but if they haven't, I'm one of seven children, so I grew up in a big Catholic family in the mining area called the Iron Range in northern Minnesota, and um, so the faith and mass and Sunday mass were just natural to our family it was, you know, everything was centered around practicing the faith, and um, which gave me, of course, a great start in life. Uh, my parents did a great job with that, and that allowed me to um, come to know the Lord and experience Him as just, again, a, a regular part of life, you know, um in fact, the center of our lives. So I'm grateful for that. I have uh, four brothers and two sisters. Um, one of my sisters died six years ago now, uh, but the rest are Around and um, several of them came with their spouses, and one of my nephews to the ordination last week. So it was great to have them here.
1: Tell us, um, I, I watched it on online, and it, it was beautiful. Um, you know, I, I can imagine that uh, you, the emotions that you must have been feeling, uh, leading up to that, and then that day, it was such a such a beautiful ceremony uh, to be okay. a, a part of. So can you tell us about that? What what was going sure. through?
2: I expected to be more nervous. Actually, um, I think I remember my priesthood ordination. I was a little more jumpy, but um, I was just very peace and very much at peace. I just felt the Lord with me, and um, it just sort of—I um, don't know—it was—it was very peaceful. So the um, and it was very beautiful. I mean, I, I thought the music and all the preparations were very well carried out. Um, what, I was really happy. I know that our history in recent decades has been to gather everyone at the uh, Civic Center in Rapid City so that we can have as many people as possible gathered for the ordination. And, um, you know, so I know that it was a loss for a lot of people not being able to be here, but, but I really enjoyed being ordained in our cathedral. Uh, I just felt very much at home there.
0: So, Bishop, what stood out to you most about that day? What was the one thing that you will carry with you throughout the rest of your life?
2: Wow, that's a big question. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think to be, you know, uh, to have other bishops come and lay hands on you in that way, it's different than a priesthood ordination nation, because you have all those gathered bishops and they're passing on the fullness of the priesthood. So I'll remember that, you know, being able to be surrounded by all the bishops that were able to be there and Archbishop Hebda and um, Archbishop Pierre the Nuncio and, and Cardinal uh, Supers as well. I felt very much um, that the church was present and that I was experiencing what the apostles, you know, experienced when they would ordain um, someone to take their place. It, I felt that very much.
0: Well it was an absolutely beautiful moment when we were watching and and to see them all come and lay their hands upon you and I mean you could feel it through I mean it, it was just surreal for us watching I think but I can't imagine what they must have felt like and what you must have felt like although I do have to say there was enough humor in the day in the in the the different <laughs> the different presentations enough humor to to um to not make it so so surreal in a lot of ways it was a very we could relate to you and to the others that were gathered together and I thought that it was a beautiful human aspect of it that it 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 seemed like you were set apart from us but at the same time you were not you were just one of one of the priests that Mm -hmm. we we can still come to and we can still be connected with like we're connected with our parish priest and I thought that that was a really beautiful lesson, that you can still have humor on a wonderful, beautiful day as an ordination.
2: Yeah, yeah I've I got a bum knee. I've got to get a cortisone shot or something. When I went to Rome with the bishops for their limited in January, I had bad shoes and walked around and kind of messed up my, my knees a bit. So I told the archbishop, no, when I get up, I'm going to have to grab onto something. So just get ready, okay? <laughs> I think You, you can see it. And he said, where are the safe environment people? I said, it's nothing personal, Archbishop. I just need to grab on to something. (laughs) So he was very kind. (laughs) And uh, I I think it was pretty obvious at one point during the broadcast when I was kneeling in front of him and had to get up, and he was quite gracious about it. So...
1: (laughs) Bishop, what message uh, or reflection would you like to share with the people here in Rapid City, uh, all throughout the diocese, and, and and of course throughout the entire listening area?
2: Well, I would say that, um, you know, the church is alive and well. Um, in the midst of all the challenges we've faced um, and uh, continue to face, the church is vibrant and healthy because the spirit is moving in the church, and I want people to to remember that as we face challenges like a pandemic or scandals in the church or um, a more secular culture, that the church is alive and well. And you could see it that day. You could see it in the Archbishop and the Nuncio and, um, and the gathered people and clergy and laity of the, the diocese. You could see it in my family. I think. So, you know, the, the spirit is alive and well, and the church is healthy. You know, we've got to do, of course, lots of work to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, but, but I felt... Very much the vibrancy of the church.
0: That is great. I what it really impressed me was to see so many of the priests present and the seminarians and to just see them playing a a big role on the altar and you had deacons up there and it truly was a a beautiful representation of the Rapid City Diocese.
2: It sure was, yeah. And, and that's that's the um you know when when the bishop is presiding at, at the Eucharist with all these people and clergy gathered, that's the best, you know, most complete picture of the Church. And um, you could see it even in an expanded way because of the other bishops there on Thursday. So, yeah, yeah it was um, very much, I felt, God's presence and the Church alive and well.
1: Well, I... B- Bishop, you know, I w- at some point, would I'd love to, I'm going to extend the invitation to come here, to the Newman Center, I'm sorry you're not able to be here today because I know you're so busy, but at some point we'd sure love to have you here uh, to see this vibrant uh, faith community. Uh, we'd love to have you. I know the students would love to to see you uh, and Father Mark sure. and I would be honored.
2: Yeah, no, I look forward to that, getting my schedule organized and starting to, um, to interact with people. Yeah, it would be great to be there.
1: Well, I imagine your schedule right now, you're trying to figure out, you know, what you're doing today, let alone a, a week from now and a month from now. So, uh, yeah, we'll, for we'll first pray time for you. In my
2: life, yeah, for the first time in my life, I have to turn my calendar over to um, to my secretary. I've kind of maintained my calendar for 30 years, and and uh, now I can't live like that anymore, so I have to get organized in a new way.
0: Well, and that's okay, because, I mean, the the souls that you are responsible for, it's okay to let someone else take over the things like scheduling your meetings and making sure you show up and that, you know, you answer your phone when Real Presence Radio calls to do an interview. (laughs) You know, it's okay that you let someone help you with that. So I, you know, I think that shows that you have an understanding of where you need to, the part that you are playing, you know, in in our... Mm diocese, and it's not necessarily being in control of the calendar. Right,
2: right, exactly. Yeah, yeah And you know, it's a, it's a whole new stage in, in ministry, and because I have to be responsible for more than a parish or two and some other specialized ministries, I have to um, gather together, and, and I'm so grateful that the um, Pastoral Center Chancery staff is, is so capable, and they've been very helpful so far.
1: Well, Bishop, as we come to a close, we have
0: we're going we, to go to break.
1: We're going to go to break first. Okay.
0: Yeah, great. we're going to go to a break. So I have more questions that oh. I'd like to ask the Bishop okay. when we Fantastic. come <laughs> when we come back from That's this great. break. So you know, stay with us here on Real Presence Live as we continue talking to the newly ordained Bishop Peter Muich here in the Diocese of Rapid City, and I know some of you probably know him from the Duluth Diocese. So it's been. An absolute pleasure to have someone from our listening area stay in our listening area to be bishop. So stay tuned with us as we continue this conversation with him. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701 347 0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're back here on Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Giebus, and we are live at the Rapid City Newman Center today. I am joined with co-host Brendan Murphy, director here at the Rapid City Newman Center. Yes. And we have a most honored guest, Bishop Peter Muich, on with us. So, Brendan, you had a brilliant question during the break, so why don't you ask the bishop?
1: Well, yeah, first I have to apologize. I, I'm not trying to... Um push the bishop off the air i was uh, kind of getting ahead of myself there so i have to apologize but um, bishop i was curious you know as you go through uh, your your new role here in the diocese i'm sure a lot of things come to mind how am i going to shepherd the people my my question is what are the priorities that you plan on focusing on over the next uh, months and years to come
2: Sure, that's a that's a very important question and I know a lot of people are wondering what's he gonna be like, where where is his um, emphasis gonna gonna be placed and you know, all of those things. But I firmly believe and I've said it repeatedly, that the first thing we need to do is really pray and ask God to show us what he wants us to do. Because if we don't discern that properly, all of our plans will will really not bear much fruit. So at this stage, it's listening to people, learning about the diocese, um, seeing where the strengths and challenges are, um, just the history of the whole place, and and um, and the character of the local church and what God has already raised up here. Uh, a lot of that in, in the first year, I think, and then, of course, there are the obvious things. You know, making disciples, intentional disciples of Christ, would be a top priority. If we're not introducing people to Jesus. Then, um, the rest of it's not going to matter much. So how can we be effective in evangelizing, um, our area and how can we work together on that? And again, it's already taken place here, but what things have already been, you know, put in place and uh, efforts that have been made. So lots of uh, discerning and listening. And then of course, everything is centered on the Lord.
1: Well, you know, as I listen to what you just said, uh, some things come to mind when, when I think of evangelization. And one of the things that we are very blessed to have here are the focus missionaries. Those mm-hmm. four individuals are amazing. We're, you know, we have two returning, uh, Matt and Megan, and we're, we're getting two new uh, missionaries that are super excited to come here. Um, and, and it ties into it with our missionaries last guest uh, with VSI. Yeah. Uh, that, I, the whole goal is to bring more people to Christ. And those, mm-hmm. those type of programs are going to be, I, you know, I think, critical um, in doing so and bringing more and more people in the doors and to the faith and to know God. And what are your thoughts on that?
2: Sure. No, uh, folks and missionaries are wonderful. It's a great resource for us to have. Um, And so I'm excited to meet them and encourage them in their work. Um, Yeah, I think, again, I have so much to learn. (laughs) You guys will introduce me to all that, and and then together we'll make a way forward with God's God's guidance.
0: Well, I know that um, our listeners in the Rapid City Diocese especially are eager to meet you and to just, you know, put a face to the voice that they've heard on the radio or to see you in person and, and just... I guess understand you on a more personal level. I mean, we we get to know you through the radio, and we get to we saw you, we watched ordination, and and that was wonderful that we had those experiences. But when do you plan to go out into the parishes to meet all of the people in the in the Rapid City Diocese?
2: Yeah, um, my secretary has sent out um, a request form to all the pastors to to, um, to see what would work in each area or cluster of parishes. But I'd like to do a lot of that in the first year, especially since we couldn't gather everyone physically for the ordination. So that, that'll that be a priority is getting out and visiting uh, the parishes and getting to know the various parts of the of the diocese and the people there. And uh, again, their unique history and the challenges they face. So that's in process.
0: Well, that, I think that that will be um, when your ordination becomes real for people when they actually have their bishop in house, if you will, and to Mm -hmm. see you and hear you preach at the mass and just share in the, uh, just be thankful, thankful that we have a bishop. But I have to say, you, you walked in, you're filling some pretty big shoes. I mean, we've had some pretty important men who have been bishop here in the Rapid City Diocese, but I think you probably had a really great instructor when you came in with bishop Alec Molloy. I am sure he has been instrumental in you beginning to understand the Rapid City Diocese.
2: Yeah, he's been great. He's he's shared, you know, things I needed to know right away, and we're going to sit down and, and visit some more before he has to move to Duluth. Get ready to be bishop there.
0: So, so, do you guys have the? Okay, now this yeah. this meeting is scheduled to to learn about Rapid City, but let's schedule a meeting to learn about Duluth. I mean, you, you guys, you know, <laughs> you did that last minute swap, and and now you know you can help each other out. But you know, it, does that happen? Like, hey, you tell me about Duluth, and I'll tell you about Rapid City.
2: <laughs> yeah, it happens naturally because, of course, we all have our what we're familiar with. So, I'm familiar with Duluth, and he's familiar with Rapid City. So we say, um, "Oh, this is the kind of a way that you know the diocese there has approached it in the past," and, and then he tells me about how we approach it here. So yeah, it's very helpful that way. And I, I know that um, the administrator in Duluth, Father Bistinet, is you know in communication with him on a daily basis as well. So.
0: Well, that I think that that's been a blessing for us just to know that our beloved Father Bishop Alec Now Malloy is is being. Although he's being, if you will, taken from us, but we know that that he is going to be such a blessing for the Duluth Diocese, just as we are realizing that you are a blessing for the Rapid City Diocese.
2: Yeah, yeah, in God's unusual way, you know, he's doing that swap, and and there's a reason behind it, I'm sure, in God's providential plan. But it is really kind of neat to have the two dioceses linked, you know, in, in a personal way like this through their new bishops.
0: Yeah, well, we have a a little bit of time left. Do you have any final thoughts or reflections that that you'd like to share with our listeners and just, you know, encouragement for the coming months as we kind of maybe transition into a little bit normal time, but then maybe we won't. I mean, just encouraging words for us.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, God is bigger than a pandemic, and we've been through these things before. As the Church, um, if we read our history, we see that the Church has passed through lots of storms and lots of challenges, and God will see us through this, especially, again, if we're people of prayer and we really um, make a priority of supporting each other and helping each other out. I mean, there's going to be, and there are already bad economic consequences with all of this, so we have to figure out ways we can help people uh, economically, you know, to get new jobs, to to make it through this time. Um, But spiritually, we need to reorder our priorities, I think it gives us that opportunity to say, oh, the things that I was counting on to provide security in my life can change. Um, Maybe we need to go back to that centering our life on Christ, and maybe not, maybe, definitely, we have to go back and do that. There's an image that um, Bishop Robert Barron uses from medieval iconography. Uh, It's called the Wheel of Fortune, and it's a wheel with an outer rim, And then there's spokes going into an inner hub. And on the outer rim, at the top of the um, wheel, a king is seated with his crown on. And at 3 o'clock, he's falling from his throne, and his crown is falling off. At 6 o'clock, no crown, definitely no power. And then at 9 o'clock, he's rising. And the message there is, sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down. That's the wheel of fortune in the fallen world. But the hub on that image is an image of Christ. And the message is to go into that hub. Where things slow down and we can be absolutely sure that Christ never changes. And if we could remember that image as we pass through this and other challenges, I think it'd be helpful for all of us.
0: Well I had heard um when I was coming down here to set up for the show this morning, I heard on the radio that someone said we have we have social distanced ourselves from from Jesus and it's time to pull him in closer and to be connected mm-hmm. with him more. And I thought that that was a... I had never thought about it, but the world does social distance from Jesus far too much. So, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, we, we get caught up because our culture is more and more secular in, in having other things other than God be the source of our security. And this is teaching us that we, we can't do that and um, can't be secure long with the things of this passing world.
0: Well, you know, we do appreciate that you took time off of your, I guess, your first Monday off. From the job <laughs> um, to, to join okay, us?
2: I'm unpacking my books, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you're still working and we never stop working, but thank you for taking time and joining us here on Real Presence Radio for our Real Presence yes. Live today. And we hope that you will be a regular guest and that we will be able to sit at the feet of your wisdom and learn from you. So. Well,
2: thank you. I look forward to being on air you know, on a regular basis. It's yeah a great platform well, to communicate with with my people so
0: yeah. yeah and and stay connected with your diocese back in Duluth as well so it's sure yeah absolutely yeah so so that's great so thank you again for joining us um, i do hope that your first week on the job is a beautiful blessing where you see god's grace in every aspect of your days and and i hope that you are feeling all of the prayers because i know um, father mark here at the newman center was instrumental in getting a bunch of prayers collected for you before you you came
2: yeah so that's
0: wonderful
1: well god bless you bishop uh we wish you the very best we're very excited to have you on our in in, in the flock
0: (laughs) (laughs) right
2: and i'm very excited to be here
0: Oh, Good so well up next find out about a unique summer camp experience for the whole family I have seen a little bit of preview of this so it's kind of exciting of Concept to our normal summer camp here in the rapid city diocese. So stay tuned here on real presence live